So, uh, hello everyone. So today we are joined here with my co-host Connor and our special guest, Nick Answeeney. So how are you, Nick? I am doing really well. Thank you, Stefano and uh, Connor for having me on. This is going to be lots of fun. I cannot wait. It's, uh, lots, of, lots of things have happened over the past couple months. And I think, I think yeah. we're going to have plenty to talk about today. <laughs> Quite want... a bit in the last few weeks, even. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So first, of all, you've launched a couple of YouTube channels. So you're. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody might say that. Yeah. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Just a couple, Just a couple of them. Couple. Like we're like a, a dozen or so, but yeah, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah. You like you going into photography in one of them, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been an avid photographer for uh, most of my recollection. <laughs> I've been uh, <laughs> always always had a little point and shoot camera or you know a little uh, DSLR or a mirrorless. And um, about 2018 or so, my iPhone was getting so good uh, that I was just like, you know what? I haven't used my DSL and it was kind of getting old. I had a 2016 Nikon D5100 uh, with a bunch of lenses and, you know, attachments. Um, and it was kind of getting to the point where it was like, yeah, this this thing has hot pixels and it was, you know, kind of old. Do I want to upgrade it or do I just want to, you know, put the camera upgrade money into a, uh, I think it was a 10S Max is what I, I don't know, 512 10S Max. And I ended up doing that. And I was quite happy for, you know, two years. I was team hashtag shot on iPhone. And I was like, as a photographer, I can get 95% of what I want out of an iPhone camera, um, which was great. I was able, you know, as a, as a photographer, the best camera to have is the one with you. Um, and I always had my iPhone camera on me and I didn't always have my DSLR on me. So whenever the moment arose, actually the, uh, Nick pic that I just posted today on Instagram was taken a long time ago on my iPhone seven or eight plus, I can't remember. Um, but I was just walking down the street one day and there's this beautiful shot all perfectly aligned and I took it. And if I, you know, didn't have a nice smartphone camera, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have existed. Um, but more recently I've been doing a lot of video work and uh, podcast work and so I uh, went ahead and upgraded uh, to an A6600 with some pretty uh, schmanchy lenses. And um, that was kind of like the moment where I was like, I remember why I want a nice dedicated camera that you can, you know, control this thing called physical bokeh and <laughs> not not rely on Apple AI to, you know, piece it together in the background. So, yes, I'm a, I'm a, quite a photographer. Uh, so there's there's some content coming soon. I'm kind of just getting out of the holiday mode. Uh, this week is my first week, full week back at work um, with podcast stuff. And I'm working on intros and outros for all of the Talos of Network, uh, which has been a bit of a project. So um, after those are done, I'll be able to get back to making regular videos. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I myself love taking, well, I haven't done much in the past year or so, but I do like taking photos. And when I had a 750D, a Canon 750D, but then that got like lost slash stolen in college. Which one? Along with the two lenses and SD cards and the camera bag. So everything was just gone. Mm. <laughs> so when I started my channel, I used my phone. And then I got yep. the Sony. But I will definitely be looking at your content because I do need, I want to like know lenses and how to shoot things and stuff like that. So I'll definitely be looking out at your content. 
Well, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, 90, 90% of it, in my ever so humble opinion, is lighting. Um, the more the more I get into it, the more I love lighting. If you nail the lighting, you can make anything look professional. I would wager I could make a, given proper lighting, I could make a 480p 12-inch MacBook webcam look better than a poorly lit, you know, R R seven two or whatever. Uh, you can you can you yeah. can you can tweak things, and that, that's something that I experienced for about I don't know six or seven months. We were doing video podcasts, and I was just using iPhones to record them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was either using my 11 Pro or for a while there I was just using an iPhone 10. Um, and they didn't look great looking back at them, kind of like, whew, that's, that's pretty rough quality there, Nick, but you know, they looked passable because I spent the time making the lighting look pretty good and it didn't look, you know, total potato. It just didn't look crispy. Um, so now I'm happy. I have the, I'm very grateful that I have the ability to have it all at the moment and, uh, you know, be able to mess with that. But yeah, definitely lighting and framing are probably the more important pieces before a lot of people are like, Oh, you're a photographer, you know, I, I want to be a photographer, but you got to have a fancy camera. And that's totally not true. Anyone that has a phone from like 2016 and better has a better camera in their pocket than, you know, most of the people in 2004. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and there are great pictures taken back then, right? Like some of the best pictures yeah. of humanity have been taken a long time ago on film cameras. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun to, fun to watch photography just be so widely distributed good photography be accessible to to so many different people i definitely agree what you say about the lighting because uh currently my webcam setup is the 700d with the eos webcam utility and oh i noticed i noticed the the separation of depth of field uh, and the little yeah perfect yeah it's a bit of a janky setup i currently have the camera propped up against the laptop uh, because I don't have a tripod. And, no one needs to know. Yeah. No one needs to know. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> but yeah, photography is definitely something I'm into. And I recently got a what is this, 75 to 300 mil lens, probably one of my Ooh. favorite lenses of all time. And you can get What's some on that? Out of that if you nice. really focus on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been really impressed. I have a uh, one that's accessible uh my favorite lens is the one i'm using right now which is a 50 mil prime but i do have this uh, kit lens from sony um and i had never experienced laser sharp autofocus like i have with the the sony um that thing nails the focus every time and every time i look at it it's it it's perfect um yeah i i have a lot of good things to say about the sony and and coming videos on the Nick Picks channel, there'll definitely be lots of praise going to Sony because as a longtime Nikon user and a Canon user before that, um, autofocus was kind of always something that I would you kind of shoot and pray is kind of the, the shooting style. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it, they're, mirror, they're mirrored cameras. The, the ones I had were mirrored cameras. So you're not looking at the actual image that you're going to be taking. Uh, you're looking at this kind of reflection and it's kind of fuzzy. And so I would always take three or four pictures. Every time I wanted to take one picture, I'd take three or four pictures. And every time I'd take a picture, I'd adjust the uh, focus ring just out a little bit, back a little bit, and two in the center, what I mm-hmm. thought was the center. Then that way in post, I could be like, oh, I was out of focus. You know, Thankfully, I got one that was a little bit more in focus or a little bit more in focus yeah. uh, on the way out. And with the Sony, I've been very happy just to be like, huh. Is that in focus? Well, let me see. Let me turn on focus peaking. Ah, yes, that's in focus. One picture, one shot. It's like, mm, 
been waiting for that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so finally they got what a phone does on a camera. <laughs> right? <laughs> it just nails the focus. Well, to Something be fair, the uh, lens elements on a phone are about three millimeters thick. So, you know, everything's going to be in focus pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know much of a cameras yet. So, <laughs> still have a lot so, of yep. so Google um, recently got rid of the uh, unlimited uh, Google photo storage. And that was what I was using to store all my photos. I take about at least 100 a day on this camera. And it's not ideal to be storing a good few photos on a portable hard disk. So going to have to figure out a way of not taking so many photos. See, Connor, I think I think we're going to have to have a little bit of a photographer's anonymous meeting right now, um, (laughs) because I will be the first to admit I have uh, 50 uh 50,461 pictures uh on iCloud photos right now which doesn't sound like a ton until you realize that that's like three or four hundred gigabytes of pictures that I physically cannot delete and I'm not going to take the time to go back through 50,000 pictures and find the you know four or five thousand that I actually want to keep so they're just there and now I'm paying Apple 10 bucks a month for eternity because it's really hard to take things like switch photo libraries. Like if I wanted to switch to Google yeah. Photos, that's a project. But Google Photos isn't <laughs> going to be free after June. And it's just like, yeah. ah. No, I'm trying to fill it all up before they go. Fill it all up before it leaves. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about that. But then also there's the privacy aspect. Uh, yeah. Not that cloud services are all that private in general. Um, I just trust Apple a slight bit more than I trust Google as far as oh. you, you know why it's free, right? Yeah. They wanted to yeah, train yeah. their AI yeah. on everyone's photo yeah. libraries. That's why it was free. And now they've trained the AI and they're like, okay, yeah. we don't want it to be free anymore. We want to, you know, have you pay for it. Yeah. And so I'm thankful I never sent my pictures up there, but every iPhone that I've had for years does yeah. local AI stuff. And so it's like, all right, well, machines have learned on my pictures. Not like there's anything to hide or anything. It's just like my personal yeah. memories are now a part of some AI somewhere, you know, neural yeah. nets being changed. So yeah. I don't or, know. <laughs> hopefully at some point you'll just have them implanted in your brain with Neuralink so you won't have to pay Apple anymore. Oh boy. That, that is, that's, those are called memories, Connor, and they're free <laughs> and human beings can actually make them for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is true. This is very true. Uh, uh, so you, you you were saying earlier that you were looking to buy a new Mac. You know, so I have been an avid supporter of iPad content creation. Um, I am still a firm believer that to create professional looking content, you don't need to have professional equipment. Um, I've run every, every so far every single episode of the Talos of Tech podcast, with, with the exception of, I believe, 98, episode 98, edit, Drew edited. But every single episode I've edited on an iPad, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's LumaFusion or Ferrite, back when we just did audio uh, audio shows, um, they're all edited on iPad. And you don't need a fancy iPad. I mean, LumaFusion works on a, you know, 2016 budget iPad that you can pick up for 150 bucks. And so yeah. I'm I'm always the one who says you don't need professional tools to make professional looking content these days because all tools are getting pretty professional and it's amazing time to be an independent content creator. 
And also, I, I firmly believe that the uh, barrier to entry shouldn't be that great to create content on the internet. You shouldn't you shouldn't tell yourself, oh, I'd like to make YouTube videos, but first I need to get a good laptop, or I'd like to make YouTube videos and podcasts, but before that I need to get a good camera and get a good video editing setup. No, no, no. Just start creating, and everything follows in suit. And I do enjoy editing on my iPad. I feel like I have Final Cut and all the Apple Pro apps, but when when I'm editing on a laptop with a keyboard and mouse, I feel a distance to my content of a few inches. And it's I'm not a huge trackpad user or a mouse user. I'd much rather use my fingers because, as Steve said, we all have ten of them. And uh, it's it's kind of, it feels a little cumbersome to move my mouse from icon to icon to split the track or to you know move my mouse around to different stretch things out. And just feels like uh, I'm sitting down and working. You know, I'm 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 editing a video. But when I'm with my iPad, I can curl up on the couch and prop it up on my chest and just wiggle my fingers around on the glass and make a show. And I really enjoy that method of content creation. Now, recently, uh, now that I am full time on YouTube and uh, podcasts, I've been trying to step up the production value a little bit. And um, this year, the goal was uh, my personal goal. I don't know if I've shared this anywhere, but my goal was is to conquer uh, Apple Motion. I want to master Apple Motion um, because I think it's one of the uh, Apple Pro apps that you know isn't isn't e easily duplicatable. Um, I've gotten to the point with LumaFusion yeah. where I'm at the max of what LumaFusion on the iPad can do for me. Um, it doesn't do green screens or green keys very well. Final Cut does. Um, so I do have the tools to do that kind of content if I need to, but I still prefer to create on iPad. And as part of that, I want to be able to uh, use these more professional tools to create something professional and then simplify it and move it to my iPad for the weekly shows. Um, so part of that, I'm trying to master Apple Motion. Um, I think I'm looking at one of the projects right now. You all are going to be very excited to see what uh, what I've come up with here. And Randy's done an awesome job with the music this year for the tech podcast, and it's it's going to be so fun. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very thrilled. Um, all that to say, though, uh, these Pro Tools that I'm using are something I've never used before. And previously, my iPad was completely sufficient as far as computing power, and my MacBook Pro, which is a 2017 i5, uh, 512, 16 gigs of RAM, 13-inch um, MacBook Pro, it's, did I say 16 or 17? It's a 2017. I'm sorry if I messed that up. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it was always just enough. I mean, I didn't really have a professional use for it until I'm starting to use these professional-grade programs. Oh, it's not cutting it, guys. It's not cutting it. I'm sitting there trying to make the make the intros and outros, and it literally. Have you guys seen Tron from 1983 or whatever that is? Like, it's a super old 80s movie where like all of it was all computer. Like, there's a whole bunch of scenes that were just computer graphics, and at the time, all the computers could really render was like the equivalent of the Death Star plans from Star Wars. It's just like these little lines that are connecting, and that's pretty much what my little MacBook Pro was just barely able to eke out as I'm editing these. No lighting no shapes it's just lines on a on a grid and it's just like 
<laughs> with the fan it's like heating up and going like two frames a second yeah. as far as my mouse movements i'm just like oh my gosh i can't do this so i finally ended up getting it looking good to where i think it looks good and i and i hit export on it it's a 4k at 60 uh apple ProRes 444 file with uh the enhanced color space and alpha plus on it and it's, it's a very high quality file that I'm trying to export from Apple Motion, and it's like 10 gigabytes or something. This 30 second clip's gonna end up being like 10 gigs or something. But my poor computer, I spent about 16 hours between yesterday and today uh, trying to render this one 30 second video, and it only got to 24, 29% before I I killed it. And I'm trying it again on a on a MacBook with a dedicated GPU. So I, I'm at the point where if I want to keep doing this level of content, which I do want to do, um, I'm going to need some better tools, physical tools, um, because <laughs> that's not cutting it. But yeah, I'm at a crossroads right now. I don't want the 13-inch MacBook Pro. <laughs> I don't want the 12-inch MacBook I want a 16-inch yeah. MacBook Pro with M1X or yes. a 27-inch iMac with updated bezels and M1X2. So I'm just like, ah, there's no yes, computer that I want, but I need a new one. It's so sad. I'm stuck between choosing the 16-inch MacBook Pro or the new 27-inch, or if they go 32-inch iMac. Like, mm. oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> a theory I had that they might do is what if they just keep the the bezel on the bottom with the Apple logo, the aluminum bezel, but they reduce the glass bezel, the black bezel around the sides? Because no, they need I want an iPad Pro on a stick, Connor. <laughs> oh, I do it. too iPad Pro too, on a stick. I'll leave it by the Pro stand, okay? <laughs> iPad Pro, 27 inch iPad Pro on a stick, full touch control, please. Yes, Apple, thank you. Oh, <laughs> Apple Pay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it'd be just so. They'd have to make a docking method for it, though. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have could to make. You, could you do a Surface Duo, like, uh, not Surface Duo, but Surface, yeah, Surface Studio, Studio type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And use Apple Pencil instead of touching it. That would be nice. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm. I would love that. Going back to the file cut from earlier, I was just thinking on the iPad, like, bring if they if Apple brought their Pro apps to the iPad, I can only imagine the like flow and the like what do you call it efficiency of using the Apple Pencil with the iPad on it, because yeah. of, even just with Scribble on the iPad, like mm-hmm. things like. You just draw between two words to like separate them or bring them together, but you could use that for like cutting clips and stuff like that, and certain mm-hmm. gestures to do things. It's just like uh, that's, that's that would be great. Like oh my god, I'm actually still I, I, using the first gen pencil, but it's still great. Oh really? Hate yeah, the I charging. Love, I love that pencil. Use uh, yeah. it with the 10.5 inch Pro. Still a great iPad. Don't see myself upgrading anytime soon. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole podcast well, was actually run on that up until recently and nice. on an iPhone 10 before that so this is and it's definitely possible to run a podcast on that it's definitely possible yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy how much awesome technology is available for just about nothing <laughs> yeah yeah like nowadays, like everyone says, just start creating. Forget about the tech for now and just start creating. Yeah. And then eventually money and stuff will come and you can upgrade and you can do all that. Just remember, MKBHD started with his webcam as well. So everyone starts true. with something. And he had pretty good lighting. So This is very true. It's all in the lighting. 
give the camera <laughs> stuff to work with and it'll come out fine anyone yeah. with an iphone nowadays can do a decent youtube video that's that's why i'd say oh yeah I completely agree. I have this uh, note. Let me see if I can uh, find it within a few seconds here. Um, yeah, here it is. So here is the uh, order of importance of things you need to have to make good content on YouTube. This is a super sneak peek on an upcoming Next Picks video, which I will make at some point, and don't any of you steal it because I will sue your pants <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. Um, the the number one thing that you need to create good content on the internet is is good content. You have to have something to say. You have to have a story to tell or a news item to talk about. You have to be a personality. You have to be someone that people want to interact with or watch. Um, if you don't have that, nothing else is gonna work. I mean, look at the big cable TV these days, right? Like, you know, news news aside, but like you know it doesn't matter what they're saying no one really wants to watch it but they have like everything else they have the they have the nice looking anchor who's you know basically a model they have the they have the camera people they have the lights they have the studio but the the stuff they're doing is so old school yeah. their content is not something that people want to watch right yeah so the first thing is content uh the next thing is the subject um did did, did we lose connor there yeah, we're uh, not... no more. My webcam just died. Uh, okay, no worries. <laughs> I can hear you though. Yeah. That's the important thing. Good thing this is an audio that podcast. Is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the, uh, the the second thing there would be the subject. You want the the subject to to look good, even if even if you're just giving a YouTube video at your kitchen table. You know, you need to look appropriate. Don't look like a, a schmuck or whatever. You know, you wanna you wanna dress the part, you know, do your hair, brush your teeth, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the third most important thing, in my ever so humble opinion, is the foreground lighting. Your foreground lighting needs to be on point because that allows whatever potato you're recording with to capture the best picture possible. Um, after that comes the lens. I would always say that a good lens is more important than the camera itself. Um, the camera body is just there to capture the photons, but it's the lens that allow you, allows you to be creative about it. It allows you to punch in with a 50 millimeter lens is what we're using right now and get beautiful bokeh balls with a fast f-stop. Um, and that, and so the lens is very important. And then obviously pretty close second to the, or next after that is the camera. Um, you want to have a, a decent camera. Now, a decent camera in my mind is an iPhone. I mean, if you, if you give an iPhone, any of the pro level iPhones that have that two X camera, I would say that's a good lens and a good camera. Cause I love two X 50 millimeter. I don't like wide angle right. photography. Um, and then the last, the last three there are uh, framing composition. Um, so making sure you're in the center, you know, making sure you're not, you know, sitting off to one side or looking away from the camera. You want to make sure that the uh, framing composition is on point. Um, background props and decoration are pretty important for YouTube videos. It makes the list, but it's obviously pretty far down there because at the end of the day, as people are watching a YouTube video, I do it all the time. You know, you're watching a person and then after a while you get bored of watching that person, but you're still listening to what they're saying. And so you look in their background and you see what's in the background. And if your background's not interesting or engaging, then, you know, that's less yeah. good quality content. Um, and the final thing is background lighting is pretty important. Having uh, it well lit in the background and you're not, you know, recording in a closet or something for the high level quality. Now, I, I'm not saying you have to have all of these things perfect to make content. No, I'm, I'm saying the most important thing is your content. And everything else, if everything else is, you know, pretty low quality, it's fine because you're making good yeah. content that people want. Yeah. 
people so. interact with the content, not the video itself. Exactly. exactly. And everything else, just like extra layers of icing on top of a good cake. Yeah. Yeah. Just going I, back to, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Earlier when oh, we're... Everyone's talking. so polite here. My goodness. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I, um, you started a podcast with Randy called the Randy and Nick's show. Now, I myself, sorry, Randy, but I think it should be Nick and Randy. <laughs> that does go wrong. Yes. I genuinely think it sounds better though. I don't know why. It's just something to the ring of it that Nick and Randy hey, sounds better. I ran a Twitter poll and ninety two percent of the people on Twitter said that Nick and Randy sounded better than Randy and Nick. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm right here and ninety two percent of the people agree with me. So just change it overnight without him knowing <laughs> he logged in. <laughs> I, I think I think he'd realize it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a that's a really good uh, show that uh, I think we're on our second episode. We don't everything's been crazed up with holidays. He's on vacation and uh, I've been working on other stuff. But when we hit back in January, um, I, I, I definitely enjoy making that show the most because it's just me talking with a friend um, for an hour and 15 minutes. And we want we want that the Randy and Nick show for anyone who hasn't heard of it, is available on iTunes or uh, YouTube. Um, it is uh, just a show where Randy and I uh, talk about life and, you know, talk about whatever, non-tech related stuff, but, you know, it's just it's just us talking. And it's that kind of content that I do want to create. Uh, tech is fun to talk about, but at the end of the day, we're all humans, you know, we got life to deal with. And you know, everyone has it like, you know, Marquez and, you know, all them, they, they have life to deal with too. It's, it's, we're humans who are just, you know, letting photons bounce off of our faces into a camera. Um, (laughs) pretty stupid job when you boil it down like that. Um, but yeah, so, so Randy, Randy and I have that show. And when I, when I pitched that show to him, I was like, so Randy, you know, I think, uh, we have these great conversations, you know, pretty regularly. I think, uh, I think it would be it would make a good show. Uh, what do you think about the Nick and Randy show? And he's like, yes, that sounds amazing, but I'm not going to do it unless you call it the Randy and Nick show. And I'm like, ah, fine. So that is that is the story behind the name of the Randy and Nick show, which I still sometimes have a 40 and slip and call it the Nick and Randy show because it, sh- it should be the Nick and Randy show. <laughs> Maybe accidentally call it that every time <laughs> accidentally I see I do want to keep a co-host there so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel what you are saying about uh, we all get bored of tech eventually uh, yeah. at one point I was just making videos on tech but yeah I branched out recently and I launched a whole uh, took a tailos of aspect and I I made a couple of net, a little network worth of YouTube channels and nice. yeah, I've been uploading to them. Just a nice way to branch out and try new things. Exactly. Yeah. And you can have that uh, creative space to try new things and not feel like you have to conform to uh, what's been done in the past with the uh, tech podcast every year for the past, I don't know, three years or so, I've been doing a uh, series ad where pretty much I just spoof off whatever we, we name our season series, like the Apple Watch. So we have series oh. two, series three, oh, yeah. series four, series five. Um, oh, and sorry. sorry, then we Yeah, can... go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no worries. Just a nice um, last year's one. So yeah, and that was really, oh, that was epic. 
Yeah, and I did that all on an iPad. So the Series 4 promo ad was done 100% on an iPad. And I was pretty proud of that uh, because I was able to spoof off basically the what equivalent what, what the equivalent was for the Series 4 Apple ad, um, but do it in a way that was fun and about the podcast and actually did announce a pretty important change on the podcast, which was splitting the tech uh, and EV shows, you know, out because we, oh, previously yeah. oh, we've done tech and then at the end we talked about EV for an hour. Um, and those shows were just getting so long. Like we'd be recording for like three hours nonstop. And that was like a normal Saturday, which is fine. I mean, I already talked for oh, you yeah. know three hours with the current show, but at least we have like a 20 yeah. or 30 minute break where we can, you know, rest our vocal cords, go get a snack, go to the bathroom, kind of just stand up and move for a little while. Oh, yeah. Do what um, you need to do and then get back into it. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not to be stuck to it, but um, so yeah, that was that was series four, and then with series five, I was trying to knock off the series five Apple ad, and that was a lot more challenging, um, mostly because I was uh, a little overwhelmed by it. Just the pure cinematography. If you watch the series oh, five okay. Apple ad, it's the it's you the know, one where it says this watch tells time, and the cinematography yeah. is always on point with Apple stuff. But um, I think if I'm going to critique my own work, I, I I've posted it already, so hopefully people have seen it and know what I'm talking about, but uh, the Apple ad, it's very flowing. Like each shot flows into the next shot very well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at the, what does it start with? The uh, the guy running, looking at his watch, opening his door, and it zooms in through the keyhole and then goes to the lady in the field and then zooms up into space, <laughs> sees the satellite, drops down, and it's just like very flowing and beautiful how they did it. Uh, but that's something with, you know, our zero dollar budget wasn't wasn't going to happen. Um, but I think I got fairly close to it. And Randy and I just had a bunch of fun uh, putting it together. Um, I had been working on that video. Some of those shots were actually recorded last January, January of 2020. Uh, so it's it's been in the works for a long time. And it's kind of fun. I'm now looking forward to it. I've actually started working on series six uh, and uh, spoofing Apple's ad there. Uh, but yeah. Just <laughs> it. Oh, it already does this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I already have the script written. It's it's just, oh, it already does this. We're not going to change anything with the show. It already does it. As long as you have fun, that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need I need to, I think they had a, a British guy doing the voiceover, so I'm going to have to ask one of you with one of your crispy accents to uh, to do the voiceover because well, I, I can't pull that off. I'm a, I'm a dumb American. I don't know how to say my words good. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're Irish. <laughs> well, I'm part Irish, so. Uh, yeah. It all it all sounds high class to me. <laughs> I'm just down here trying to get my vowels connected to my my words. It's all very proper. Where the happens yeah. Italian, but sadly I can't speak it. Ooh, that's awesome. Uh, I have to learn it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have time. I think so, yeah. Judging <laughs> by when another lockdown now, so we have two weeks to do it. Two yeah. weeks? <laughs> yeah. We started 2020 I mean. with two weeks. <laughs> Knee deep in yeah. two weeks. I got into college without having to do any school exams, so that's how it ended up for me. So I think I got the better. That's not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> out, of all, yeah. out of all the people in the world, that's not a bad outcome. Oh, no. <laughs> Like Roger, I'm like, eh, why can't I speak? <laughs> I graduated college in November. <laughs> so, ah, what all that now? This year or last year? This year. 
Awesome. Congratulations. That's great. What did, what did you graduate in? Have you shared that on the internet? Media and PR. Ooh. That's channel. <laughs> that, that's good. See, I went, I went, I'm going to go meta for a second, but I, I went for my master's in accounting and uh, that was not a, not a complete waste because I'm always going to have that piece of paper and I can go back and, you know, enter the workforce and do accounting if I need to, wow. which, you know, is pretty likely seeing you know, YouTube is probably going to crash and burn at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> assuming it doesn't, um, it's, it's not something that's useful for me right now. And to be honest, I much prefer content creation, um, to working nine to five. I've been in the professional circles for three or four years now working at law firms and accounting firms and coaching firms. And they, it never really stimulated me uh, intellectually. Um, you know, of course, there were the debits and the credits and the, you know, details, and that was fun to deal with in, in some cases. But um, I found out recently that I'm much more of a creative than I am a, I am a analytical bean counter. So I was kind of like a little sad that I got a master's in accounting because what if I got my master's in PR and media production? Like, oh, I would be making some crispy content and having <laughs> a lot of fun all the way through school. But you know, I'm going to pick it up and uh, I think uh, I think I think I'll make it work. <laughs> I think my dad uh, described it the best um, when I when I was saying I wanted to go to college to uh, study film and TV and journalism. He said, uh, the thing is, you anyone can pick up a camera now and do that. You have to do something that other people can. So that's why I'm doing network infrastructure and cloud and cloud security mm. and all that now. That's the view of it. Anyone can just pick up their iPhone now and do it, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah. That is a good thing. You can just teach yourself how to do all the technical stuff. YouTube exists now, so you don't really need to pay for a degree for it, really. No, no one really looks at the degree um, after <laughs> seven points in the end. I mean, but it's handy to have it even so, and you meet some good people in college and all that. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely benefits, but it's 100% overpriced. <laughs> I never oh yeah, well, for three thousand euros, definitely a lot yeah. to pay for a piece of paper at the end of four years. Yeah, especially in America, I know it's really expensive. Yeah. Nine K for my whole degree, just a degree. That's awesome. Other expenses, but just yeah. for three years, like that wasn't compared to America. That's like much <laughs> yeah i i got out pretty pretty good i've been very financially conscious most of my life um you know making sure that i'm being efficient with the money that i've been blessed with um there there was a decision there you know do i want to go to one of the higher end schools that you know has the network and the and the <laughs> contacts and the people and the fun dorms with the beautiful everything or do i want to <laughs> live at home and go to the cheapest commuter college in my state and i opted for that and i paid all out of pocket i worked through school i have no student loan debt and uh yeah my degrees were about fifty four thousand dollars combined because um, I have a bachelor's and a master's, so they're they're expensive. And yeah. at this point, I'd kind of want to return it and get my money back. But unfortunately, <laughs> they don't do they don't have a two week return Again, policy on them degrees. Tesla. <laughs> I know, right? I could have a could have a cyber truck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing with my life? Everyone, drop out of school. Go buy a cyber truck. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, mine's a bachelor's honors. I could have went on to do. 
digital marketing or marketing as a master's and that was only an extra year but I was like no I want to leave this place as soon as possible I yeah. don't want to stay for an extra year I wanted to get I, this I, I, YouTube up and going quick as quick as possible 100% agree with that I would say a master's degree these days in my experience is mm-hmm. worth about six months of professional experience you know, in that job interview, when they're like, oh, do you have, you know, job experience? They'd much rather have a year, a person with a year of job experience over a person with a master's oh. degree. And at the interviews, they they barely even look at your actual degree. They look at how you are as a person. Mm-hmm. That's the exactly. depth for experience. Uh, that's one thing with the jobs, because I was looking for a job for while I was in college. And Nora mm-hmm. would take me because I didn't have experience. Thankfully, I got job a job over the Christmas, so... Thankfully, something will come out of it now. Bit of work. Yeah. Good. And and part of it, part of it too, is just kind of doing the hustle to build your skills. Um, One of uh, good family friends of mine is uh, a Hollywood uh, sound producer, and so he works on TV shows like Dr. Phil and American Idol and some of the the bigger shows out there. And he does audio work for those live productions. And uh, I was was talking with him just a couple days ago. I was like, hey, so how did you get started? Like, I know you've been involved in Hollywood for a long time. How did you get started? And he's like, well, um, my... one of my one of my dad's friends uh, worked as a mid-level person, and they were short-handed one day and asked if they had someone to help if if he, if my if his dad knew someone to help with lighting for the day, and you know he did that and everyone liked him and he was what 16 or 17 or something so, and it and it just kind of built and you know you do the hustle he did lighting and mic'd up actors and actresses for a while and it's not glamorous work you know you're punching in punching out but after a while, you get to know people, and if you do good work and they appreciate what you do, then they're going to recommend you to their friends, and, you know, you, you make your way that way, and, you know, he's done well for himself. Um, as far as applying to that to the YouTube content creation, you know, mindset, it's not like we're employed by YouTube. You know, we just make stuff, and sometimes it's monetized, and sometimes it isn't, and we just have fun with it. Yeah. And... But but you got you got to create that content first. You have to show people what you can do, and you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect 100% of the time, but it needs to be good enough that you want to sign your name to it and attach your uh, your identity to that. And yeah, I, I think I think both of you are doing that real well. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, we're still a small podcast, but we're we're getting there. Yes, yeah. it's hey. really interesting to so, look over that. So am I. We're, we're all just we're all just talking into a microphone in our bedrooms, probably. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where you guys are recording, but I've recorded my. I'm recording currently. I'm traveling, <laughs> so for the first time in months, so had to come home nice. with me. Yeah, it's been nice to get out of the house. I literally just have That's a awesome. plate with ciabatta and <laughs> eating all day. You got snacks? How did you end up with my production assistant? Didn't bring me any snacks. <laughs> Greg, get over snacks here. Give me some snacks. <laughs> Greg, I don't pay you peanuts for nothing. Come on, <laughs> snacks. Eh, Greg doesn't want to come over. You know, he's he's made complaints to HR that I'm verbally abusive to him. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're an imaginary character. How could you be making complaints to the HR people? Oh, it's not. <laughs> HR always finds a way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 think, I think people... Uh, including myself, I think people kind of get this grandiose idea of what being a YouTuber means. Um, obviously, there are people who yeah. have 
quote unquote made it. And, you know, they're the Marquezes and the Igestines and the Jonathan Morrisons who have, you know, a complete studio with assistants and people to help. But I don't think I'd ever want to get to that point. I love the nitty gritty. Like, I love setting up lights. I love getting the cameras set up. I love that part of the job. And I don't I don't think I mean, maybe editing. I don't enjoy editing all that much. So I might pass that off to someone someday, whatever. But. I don't think I'd ever give up that creative control and just walk into a studio and hit, you know, have someone else hit record and start talking. Like I, yeah. when I was first getting into this whole content creation, some family members like, Oh, you want to do like TV stuff? And you know, and I've done live TV before, but it's, it's kind of like you just show up and other people do it. And there's not that emotion and passion behind it. And I'm very, I, I admire Drew so much because he chooses to do all of the work himself. You know, he doesn't, what? he doesn't have to, uh, many YouTubers of his size hire editors and have other people helping out with filming and setting up and doing all the, the grunt work. But Drew has stayed very lean and minimal. And I think that is probably one of the biggest takeaways of any creator who's looking to start. Um, don't, don't grow bigger than you, than you are ready to grow. You know, yeah. <laughs> Drew made that mistake. You know, we're going to use Drew as an example. Sorry, Drew, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, but it, he he got that office space, you know, 2,000 square feet in Project 2X. And that was really expensive um, on a monthly rental basis. And, you know, I'm really thankful that he downsized because he's able to do so much more, um, you know, financially preparing himself for the future. Um yeah, and I, I I would completely agree if I ever make it to his level of YouTube game, um, I'm also not gonna have a big studio, uh, and r- oh. rent a big studio. You know, I I might I might build a shed in the backyard or something, or you know oh. I might might increase the quality from my bedroom a little, but you know maybe I won't. But yeah. the the whole point there is don't grow before like don't get the fancy camera before you can buy it cash and outright from yeah. income that you've oh. derived from from your content. Um, don't be low yeah exactly something I think that uh, is not really talked about in in cinematography uh, or YouTube in general a lot of people go and rent offices and that's that's brilliant you know for them that they can get offices and all that but if you go to a residential set you know a house a house is already a pre-made set it's already a set that's already curated because yep. you have a different room set up, you can just pull up a stool. You have the couches in the background or whatever. You can have a stove on. You can you can do all, all that. You can have a kitchen set, whatever it is. And it's already pre-done. You don't need to go yep. out and buy stuff to make it look as if you're in a place. Which I feel is yeah. what a lot of it is nowadays. Yeah, and it's kind of funny watching all these big TV personalities who have, you know, the big shows when COVID happened and they started doing all their shows, you know, the the big comedians in the U.S. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what you guys have in Ireland, but uh, it, it, Jimmy Kimmel and all them, they, they had these huge big sets in Hollywood productions and they had the live studio audience of hundreds of people laughing at every single word that comes out of their mouth. And then they're recording the next the next day, they're recording with an iPhone from their kitchen. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. well, that, that just shows you. That shows you that that thing that I just read off. What the con? What is the content? Yeah. And a lot of their ratings nosedived after that because their content yeah. wasn't solid. You know, okay, they had a few funny jokes, but they, it was kind of getting redundant. And you know, we yeah. comedians have a tough job. I'll give that to them 100%. Yeah. 
having to always entertain and come up with new stuff, especially the uh, daily comedians. But if their content isn't something people weren't watching it for their content mostly, they were watching for the production yeah. production value, the lighting, the the audience. They were they were <laughs> watching because it was Jimmy Kimmel or Stephen Colbert, and it was they were them yeah. and they were big and powerful, and you watched that. But realizing that, yeah, they're humans too. They have a kitchen. And when they can't get to their studio, they're going to have to record from their kitchen with an iPhone. And many YouTubers, including myself, have better setups at their house than an iPhone in a kitchen table. Um, not to say that they couldn't have you know, brought a whole production to their house, but you know, whatever. Definitely. All that to say, people, people have a really funny perception of, uh, of what it takes to be successful. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you mentioned video on iPhone, and I know you use one of these. Uh, the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 is one yes. big way and easy way to ste uh, step up your video game. Pair this with a nice mic, and it is so easy and simple to use. Uh, the Rode Video Micro I have here, uh, if you pair that with the uh, Osmo Mobile 3 combo, it's a perfect mm -hmm. thing for vlogging. I don't oh, yeah. go with the whole... Uh, mic and camera setup for vlogging that's just so much easier yeah i very good point um one of the goals that i had when i was looking at uh getting this a6600 i wanted that flip out screen which i'm looking at right now okay. as i make sure everything's still recording that's one of the reasons why i didn't do a full frame sony because their screens don't flip out all the way back which is really stupid yeah it's i have to record the clip for five seconds then go back around and then check it but if i don't yeah. i'd spend hundreds on a second screen that you have to plug into the oh uh, yeah yeah it's, this type it's of flip out crazy. screen is my favorite though yeah, that that is that's probably the best design flip out screen that Canon uh, has a pretty good flip out screen. I don't mind the flip out screen on the Sony mid 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 compacts. Um, it's kind of a little janky with like three or four different pieces of metal that like angle and you know, whatever, but it yeah. works. All that to say, I wanted the Sony because I thought I might do some vlogs, and uh, the reason why I chose this kit lens is because it went to 18 mil instead of the standard 50 kit lens. And I know yeah. vlogging you want a wider angle if you're gonna hold it, but when I put when I, I I tried doing this, I had a, a lav mic attached, and I had a one of these uh, seven inch uh, LED lights on top of the oh, yeah. uh, cage that I had in the cam the camera in, and I had the lens, and I was trying to hold it out, and I was like, okay, I'm vlogging now. Ah, oh, it's so heavy. What's going on? Ah. And then I, I think I did that like once, and uh, and basically ever since I've just been using the uh, DJI uh, Osmo gimbal uh, three with my iPhone, and it's done. A really good job. Now I will. I will. I do yeah. have a few complaints about it, but I think this is my specific model is getting old. Is basically uh basically what this is. Is the four out? Is the DJI gimbal four? The four is out. Oh, however, there's barely any difference. It uses magnets now to attach, okay. so no longer okay. do you have to worry about the. Clips. But it's not a four-axis gimbal. Uh no, that's the only issue. Okay. If you want, yeah. you still have to uh, undersling it. You have to go to the side to undersling it instead of just going under sling. If they just added like a little extra motor right here, you can get that extra, yeah. like that, that would definitely be handy. so perfect. That would be so handy. But anyway, it, vlog, I'm not a huge vlogger. I have actually five vlogs. I hate editing vlogs. I think that's what I consider. <laughs> I don't mind recording them, but I just hate oh. watching myself go somewhere. It's so weird. It's like, 
I don't know. I feel like Casey Neinstadt or something, but I have none of the on-screen personality of Casey Neinstadt. So as I'm like recording or editing these vlogs, I'm like, ew, this is gross. Who would want to watch this? Um, so I have quite a few vlogs that I've recorded with the uh, with the gimbal, and even just without the gimbal, just you know, straight iPhone in hand. is ninety percent of. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I I, I have a uh, I have a bunch of vlogs I need to post one of these years. And, uh, <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> Pretty much. If if Ten we're not on the I think I think I have a few of them were recorded in early December. So we're here at the end of December. So. <laughs> We almost got a whole month of vlogs that I've just been sitting on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have been using uh, an app called Double Take. Have you either of you heard this app called Double Take? I've heard. I've of... heard it. It was in the Apple event actually. The one that was ultra wide and telephoto at the same time. Exactly. It's great. And so I, I, I love it. Uh, I do have a few complaints about it, but I love it because I can set it up to record on the front camera and on the standard wide back camera, both oh. at the same time. I pop that on my gimbal and then I can look at the camera and talk to the selfie cam and have an A shot. And then if I want to show something, I just, you know, show it. And I'm, it, it's, it's very simple and I do appreciate that. However, the app is a little buggy and I have two or three vlogs that have been wrecked because uh, it's recording at about eight frames a second. And it's just like the worst thing ever. And I don't know what happens. So I need to do a little more research on that. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of DJI, did you hear about them being banned in America or them being on the verge of banning them? I have. I've been a little anxious about that because I do have a DJI Mini, a Mavic Mini uh, drone. <laughs> and uh, that's that's the it's their drone line that's been under fire the most. Um, I will be it's the first to admit cool. that I am sure that the Chinese are using the back door in the app to watch everything <laughs> I'm recording with the, uh, the drone. But at the end of the day... Uh, drones used to be a multi $10,000, $20,000 investment that a, a production company would have to purchase. And for 500 bucks, I also ha also have a camera in the sky that looks pretty good. So there's 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 some good trade-offs with it, you know. Of course, not secure and, you know, probably spying on everyone, but and you know, also they're going to enable attack mode one day and all the drones just go attack everyone. I'm, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's in the works. I but situation. Uh, <laughs> yes. The next big Apple big Apple product, Apple drone. Hmm. <laughs> and I would buy that so hard. I would Probably. buy so much it of those. Would, that would be interesting. That would be honestly. I wonder. Honestly, the, I want. Go ahead. Go ahead and step on. <laughs> I wonder would the privacy aspect be better with if Apple designed the drone? Because for, for how do they work? Like how they work is like would would they yeah. be able to make them more private, or is it just the nature of a drone? They just can't be private. Maybe you could make it so that the soft, so it's a hardware lock, so you have to be moving at a certain rate before the camera switches on, and you have to physically trigger it before the drone goes up that you want the camera to switch on. Or something like that. Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know Apple can figure out a, a slightly more secure way to do it. Obviously, Apple has privacy problems of their own. Yeah. I, I'm really most interested well, as a creator. I would really love to see what Apple could do with a pro-level camera. If Apple just said we're going to make a mirrorless Sony competitor. Oh my how god! How awesome would that be? Could you imagine Apple's they, uh, image they pipeline? They could the EOS or five, but actually you know, let it record AK for more than five minutes without artificially uh, making it overheat. Exactly. Like, or right. Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera competitor. That would be really nice, actually. 
It'd be an iPhone camera, but on steroids. Yeah, and, you know and I'm talking like inter- interchangeable lens. Obviously, they make the most popular camera already. An iPhone camera is already oh, the yeah. most popular camera. And they tried oh. in the past, didn't they? What? They tried in the past, didn't they, to make a camera, a photography. I think like in 2003 they That was did. in the dark days before yeah. Steve Jobs came back. Was it before Steve? Okay. Maybe. No, that was after Steve Jobs, I think. He threw it on. He threw it to someone in the audience, anyways, because he couldn't get it switch on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was very <laughs> mad at that camera. <laughs> I love his time on stage. Like he just didn't give a beep about anything. He just didn't work. He threw it across the stage. <laughs> Steve Jobs wanted everything to work, and when it didn't, he got very annoyed. Yeah. Well, I I've, I have that problem too. It's like I I I have no conception of how the internet used to work like with dial-up or whatever i've always had you know fairly fast internet i would never had to oh. do dial-up and so i just have zero patience for when things don't work i'm like why is all this working <laughs> and it's like 10 seconds later it's like okay i did it and it's like not a not a big wait but i get so frustrated i don't think you appreciate the laptop i use on a daily basis so i use a Uh-oh. windows laptop with a core 2 duo and four gigs of ram on a daily basis for web browsing are you okay Yes. I mean, blink it's twice if you're being held hostage. It's actually quite, it's actually quite uh, good. Really? It's actually quite okay. handy just for web browsing, but it takes about ten minutes to boot up. So I was that. gonna say, at, at, <laughs> after you get the thing fired up, you might have forgotten what you're gonna Google. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Write it down on a piece of paper next to your desk as it's starting up, so you can Google it later. You just have a bunch of sticky notes in the screen. <laughs> Google this. Oh my god! Funny. Imagine I'm the right and the link. Oh god! <laughs> then I'm the time. Well, the laptop is booted up. Siri has it on the watch anyway. So, oh, here's that. Oh god! I forgot I was recording on the watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you're recording this on the watch? How does that work? Just the voice memo up on the watch. Oh. I don't even have my watch on. I've been so terrible. Like, I forgot that I app actually my watch. until today. Yeah. Hold on, let me go grab my watch. Yeah. Actually, does it have that? Oh my god, it's not even on the... Wait a minute. Oh no, it doesn't, uh, send the... it doesn't get sent there until it's done recording. No, I'm, t- I'm just. I have an original iPad here because I got it for Christmas. Oh yeah. Ooh, but, that's cool. You must tell us about that actually. Uh, oh, so the the voice memo app isn't on iOS five on the iPad. It's on the zero one. Not? No. Oh. I'm just looking at. I think that was a new thing. That was like an iOS ten feature. I remember wanting to use uh, it on the iPad, but they didn't have. Voice it was on the iPad Touch second gen. On iOS 4, it was on the touch, but it wasn't on iPad. Just like uh, stocks oh. wasn't on the iPad, and we still don't have a calculator on the iPad. That's <laughs> yeah. still stupid. We'll get a calculator up when uh, MKBHD switch to, uh, switches to an iPhone, uh, Craig says. This, so. this is true. So hashtag MKBHD switch to iPhone full time and save us all. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm still waiting on that calendar app. I mean, you can get it the spotlight, <laughs> but it's not the same. Yeah. It's, it's weird looking at iOS 5 now. Like, the YouTube app. Like, remember when they had their own dedicated YouTube app? Yeah. I don't know if you can see that. It's like a TV. Yeah. Like, even just notification center. It just It's just a little, like, thing in the center of the screen. It's oh, not weird. They didn't need to take like, up the whole thing. Oh, oh, is that God. iOS 5? 
Yeah, 5.1.1. Ooh. Why am I listed in There are all the apps so far I could find that actually still support iOS 5. It's only Facebook Messenger, some meme app, iTranslate, and iBox. <laughs> Facebook. Just some meme. Just some meme <laughs> app. I love it. Yeah. I think you just. Does make... the App Store still load though? Yeah, it still loads. All all the current apps show up. It's just that it just says you need iOS 8 for this one, you need nine for this, you need ten for this, mm-hmm. or just straight up doesn't support this or. It doesn't have, there's a something it doesn't have. I forget what it is. Every time I go to download an app, it says it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm too old. Put it, me back in my casket. What are you doing? Collector's <laughs> item anyways, so. Yeah. If you go onto, onto Google and you look up um, whatever it is, and then the app dot IPA, and you get the IPA file from that like era, it should load up on the iPad. You can manually install apps. Try iTunes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I should try that because I do have a bunch of apps in my I, in my backups on my hard drive. So I wonder how many of them are. But the probably... Viper should work. Remember Viper? <laughs> oh, oh Vi- Viper. Viper. Yeah. I forgot that. I have that on my phone now. It's um. What's it's up? like WhatsApp, but it's oh. an app that didn't catch on too much it's not very popular only some people use it it's huh. see here in europe we use more whatsapp viber snapchat messenger we don't use imessage yeah. which i find yeah. frustrating <laughs> i want to i still don't know snapchat. what you guys are doing over there i'm like <laughs> oh okay if you want to talk to me it has to be over imessage because i don't i don't do snapchat sorry <laughs> i want to get rid of snapchat but there's just some people who refuse to get rid of it so yeah. I have to keep it and on. Like, the then it gets you in those streaks, and then you're stuck there forever. Oh, no. Doing a streak that, every day. That bridge was burnt when I turned 12. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Uh, I still see people my age doing it, though. Yeah, I'm still honest. Because I still... See, when you... Okay, this is not tech at all. We're completely <laughs> going on a tangent here. But dating. When the first One of the first things people <laughs> ask is, do you have Snapchat? And it's like, yeah. you kind of need it now at this point. <laughs> Just use thy message. It's simple. Or WhatsApp. I don't WhatsApp. know what people have against WhatsApp. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I've uh, had much luck in the dating world, but I'm sure uh, having Snapchat <laughs> would improve the odds ever so slightly for me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I don't know what it's like in America. Do many people use it in America? Snapchat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite popular. Um, I, I don't. I have one friend who uses it, and Randy uses it on and off. Um, I don't. I, I've had it in the past. I've had friends who had it in the past. Um, I, I just don't like the. I don't know. It just kind of feels like too in the moment and less permanent. Which, when I communicate with people, I prefer my written communication to be more permanent. I will. Yeah. Anyone who is in my messages knows that I will pull messages from two years ago. Uh, and say no, you said this four years ago, and uh, here's here's the uh, screenshot of what you said four years ago. Because for those of you who don't know, iMessage is really well indexed. You can go to that little search bar and search like any little phrase you can remember, and it'll be there in that scrolling list somewhere. And, so you yeah, can you literally can. just reply instantly from that message. Exactly, I've said that a couple times. And people are like, oh, okay. Is actually really I don't like you. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can save messages on Snapchat, but the whole the whole kind of oh, yeah. 
ethos there is it's just kind of just in the moment and it's not bad but as long as you're not using it for bad things which is a bad thing but uh you know it's it's a it's a different communication style which i don't i don't prefer so yeah people in the u.s do use it um do you guys use uh instagram much over there oh i love it i post about 50 photos a day i just don't use it yeah i do photos of all nature and birds and whatnot so Oh yeah, you're posting your discords, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just... well, uh, yeah, Snapchat is very unsafe uh, with that new Snap Maps feature. Anyone who is uh, added you as a friend, or if you've allowed someone to add you without uh, you having to add them back, they can see exactly where you are if you don't turn off that feature. They can see where you live. They can see if you're on holiday, so they can rob you. Everything. So. Well, um, I am very thankful I don't have Snapchat installed on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. This Snapchat I have is actually a second account because I forgot the password to the first one I made back when I was 13. So Uh why? So probably about fifth year in school, which I would have been 17-ish, 16 going on 17. I had to make another one. (laughs) (laughs) And plus my college course, the class used snapchat for the group chat so mm-hmm. we yeah. use discord so mm. the lecturers nice. don't like that because they can't keep tabs of us but you know <laughs> <laughs> well, that us they probably they wouldn't have even had snapchat <laughs> well there was some there were some lecturers that got in and they found some nefarious stuff but that's Ooh. Ooh, okay someone else yeah um, <laughs> not great gotta love the internet oh yeah the internet's a great thing if it's used right yeah (laughs) yeah can also be the worst thing ever invented if it's not (laughs) for sure yeah you wonder especially the youtube comment section that's just you don't want to go there i don't go there i i i feel bad because some people say like nice things on my videos and i'll see it like three weeks later and i'm like oh thanks but just realize I'm never on here because everyone else is mean to me. It's a fire. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. If you want to disagree with me there, we can at least have a 100 or 280 character debate about it. At least there they can have a limit. Character debate. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the best debates. Nice and short. I don't mind debates so long as they are respectful and you don't, you know, do that. And you don't yeah. do that. Yeah. As long as you, as you don't, as long as you don't re- revert to, uh, you know, some yeah. stupid name calling or you know whatever. I love, I love disagreements. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah that's great. I, I wouldn't expect people to completely agree with me. I hope they don't. <laughs> nice to have a civilized, mature argument. Yeah. This is the internet, though. We can have that. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love this podcast. Everything Everyone needs to be agrees with each other so much. <laughs> it's like okay guys calm down calm down calm down oh my god the headphone debate when the max came out oh yeah people hated that i didn't mind them exploded people i I didn't mind them they just were not worth six hundred dollars out of the out of the store after tax the case how much are they over there in ireland uh, six. I, I know you probably have tariffs, tariffs and currency exchange, right? Uh, Last time I checked, it was six hundred and twenty to seven hundred euros. Euros? Okay. Well, let me just check that now, actually. Six twenty on the store. I just remember off by heart. <laughs> oh wow. 
So yeah, that's quite a bit. Wow, that's about a hundred US dollars more. Oh yeah, the iPhone mini is the iPhone mini is about eight hundred euros here. It's eight hundred fifteen, and the twelve starts at starts at nine hundred thirteen. Although to be fair, I know um, if you go third party, I know places I can get the iPhone mini for five hundred. So. You see, our tax is 21%. It was 23% a couple of months ago, which was because of COVID. Yeah. They dropped it to 21. The sales yeah. tax? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Uh, that's VAT, everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys have a VAT over there. Ooh. Yeah. We don't have to pay taxes on a quarterly or yearly basis. It's just taken yeah. out of our wages. I lost about 700 euros in total worth, in 300 euros worth of wages just because of income tax. Jesus. Only 300 of which you can claim back. So. And the bad, the, the bad thing about Ireland is we're one of the most expensive countries in Europe to live in. And we're the most really? expensive. Yeah, we're the yeah. most expensive to own property in Europe. So it's like... The property tax is extortionate if you have a big property. But if really? you live in a normal house, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Insurance for new drivers. You don't want to go there, though. <laughs> yeah i remember in t in ty we were doing so i would have been 16 at the time i'm 22 now for reference <laughs> um, they were they the rsa so it's called road safety authority they're basically you do all your lessons with and the oh, test mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they came out to the school and they did a presentation and stuff about it and they quoted that three grand for a male driver first time yeah. Yeah. And then that's even more if you buy a Tesla. Yeah, it depends Ooh. about six grand if you get a Tesla. Depending depending on the size of the engine, or I don't know how they do it for Tesla, it's yeah. probably price, but for <laughs> it's a but the size of the engine. At the moment, I'm not even on my own insurance, I'm on my dad's insurance, and my car is only yeah. a liter, so oh. and I'm, I still haven't got my test, I still have to wait for the date, but I'm Are taking my insurance. I would. I want to at some point. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I love Model Three or Model Y because Model Y will be more popular here because everyone wants an SUV here. So mm. I definitely go for a Model Y eventually, even if it didn't have the full self-driving tech because it's so they've just cut it down so much here. Yeah. Uh, you can't do a full turn here. That that's limited mm. from the EU. Uh, yeah. You can't go around the roundabout. Auto steering is limited. So you actually wow. have to steer it yourself uh, if you want to go around the corner. So at that point... But on the highway, it can still... Yeah, oh, yeah it can still go. Yeah. It can do little. It's just when you have to go around a really tight bend, it'll scream at you and you have to hold on. and <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, please! <laughs> You'll notice the UK ones because they haven't technically done Brexit yet. So uh, in the UK one... Technically, Brexit happens tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Finally? Yeah, we have a bunch of... It's only been, uh, what, six years? <laughs> Four years? Five years? Four years since they uh, officially decided to leave the EU, and they leave with a trade deal that only benefits themselves and takes them out customs union, which means anything we order from the UK has a 10% customs fee minimum. Uh, yeah, well, the same as if we order from the US, so it's pretty uh, bad. The thing is, because they're leaving the, U- the EU... Other companies that want to do stuff in the EU might move to Ireland. So it actually might help us with financially. We have the lowest corporation tax in Europe at 21%. So it's very enticing. I see Microsoft and Sony are talking about moving here. 
So I mean, Apple Apple has a pretty big presence there, right? Yeah, they have uh, just up the road from where I am actually. They're here in Cork. Yeah, wow. They have a Mac plant there in Cork, and they have the European iTunes and App Store servers are here. Yeah, they were talking about building another uh, data plant, but uh, people had complaints about it. So. Oh really? Complaint. Yeah, they said it would be too loud. Oh okay. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I think they got into the lawsuit between Apple and Ireland or in the EU where yeah. Apple, because of the loophole Ireland provided for the tax. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. paying tax and then they ended up owing Ireland tax money. I was like, how does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it did as well in the, in the long run because they didn't even pay us. Oh, so weighing on that cash. Well, if I recall correctly, I was in accounting school during this scandal and <laughs> the Irish government said they didn't want the money. Because oh yeah, they, they wanted they wanted the business, was, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't have any grounding to ask for it because it was Ireland who yeah. was the one yeah, getting the one not paid. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much <laughs> their lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, your big sibling saying, "Oh, this person should have this or that," and it's like, "Well, it's none of your business. What are you talking about?" But I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny people. Yeah. Push the ball well, around now, the that, now that we've minutes. now that we've covered uh, technology, content creation, politics, and uh, <laughs> currency fluctuations, I think we're we're yeah. set to worry about the cyber truck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Oh my God. The cyber truck here would be absolutely gargantuous in terms of size. Like it just yeah. imagine. It wouldn't fit down the roads. Our, <laughs> our semi trucks can't even fit in our roads. Like there's people who park on on the footpaths here. There's people who park Ooh. on both sides of the road on double yellow lines, and we can barely get a, a Ford Fiesta through there or a Toyota Yaris. You could barely fit one of those Whoa. through it. A Cybertruck would just crush those through. <laughs> Maybe that's the point of getting a Cybertruck there. <laughs> yeah. You can just oh, drive no. over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like here, I, well, my Golf, it's like it's a small car, but compared to other cars here, it's actually not that small. And I'm just like, I'm driving through some places and I'm like, oh my God, it feels gigantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Even like just looking at the lines in the road, the car, if you look at the car compared to like the line going down the middle of the road, the oh, split yeah. lanes, the car takes about 90% of the lane. Like, yeah, they're not even that big. How <laughs> wide are your lanes? They're not, not big. They're not big at all. Hmm. No big as America. America, you could probably yeah, fit yeah. four of our lanes into yours. Maybe more. Our standard lane, which there are smaller lanes. Our standard lanes are oh. 12 feet, which I don't know what that is in meters. Probably like three meters. Yeah, it's I think around 6.6 .6 feet is two meters. How? All right, yeah. Was... Okay, so it'd be about 4.4 meters. Ah. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, the average width of a car is about five two, meters. Anyway. About two meters. Uh, yeah, 3.66 meters. Speaking in your language, our lanes are 3.66 <laughs> meters, are the standard lanes. Yeah. Oh, so ours are about two meters. Six, yep, the Cybertruck would not fit. Definitely would not. <laughs> like there's this bridge here where I live, and sometimes semi trucks have to come over, and you have to literally wait at the bottom of the bridge for the truck to drive by before you can oh, go wow. by. Like that's how small uh, some places are. Tesla Model Three wouldn't fit down my road, uh, for reference. So, wow. yeah, that's how. I would, I would, I would consider the Model Three a very small car. I barely fit in that yeah. thing. Oh no, that's not a small car. 
That's not a small car here. A small car would be a two-door and it would be about half the size of a Model 3. That's a small car here. A Ford car. Have you ever heard of that? Or seen one of those? No, I haven't. Look it up. A Ford car? Ford car. K-A. It's the tiniest thing ever. I'm going to look it up. It is a tiniest It's smaller than the Fiesta. It's the same size. No, it's smaller than If it's smaller than a Fiesta, how small are you going to go? That's pretty Mark small. <laughs> You're going to have Yikes. to go around the model. I, I, I definitely would cars. not fit in that car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's about the size of a small car here. Yeah, so when you say small car that, here. That, that looks small. like that looks about the size of my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 they're very small. That's, the car, that's yeah. pretty much the size of car everyone starts off as here. Wow. Well, I see How here, do you, like, haul the, furniture around? We like if you go to the store and get like furniture, yeah, they hold it here for us. They have their own uh, trucks. They hold it here for us. Yeah, we have. We okay. can order a truck to do that if you're moving house or whatever. <laughs> that just doesn't exist here, unless you had a cyber truck, which would be tiny anyway. So <laughs> yeah, um, how small they'd have to make the cyber truck for here probably would make it not worth it for them to. <laughs> not big anyway. You barely. Uh, pickup trucks in the past few months i've only seen about three or less pickup trucks i've seen two around also so, when i was in since i got here in cork i've already seen two model trees so they're very popular here wow. i've seen a lot of model trees around a lot of white ones the white looks really good with yes. the new uh, with the new blacked out uh, trims yeah. they're I really want, good I want the red one with the black allies Mm. They changed the arrow wheels recently, though, and I don't, oh, yeah, really I don't like, like the new design. I don't like the new arrows at all. I, I've always preferred the white performance wheels to the arrow wheels. The very performance clean. wheels do look better. They look more normal here as well. That's about the I meant sport ones. I don't like the sport ones. Oh. <gasps> oh. I prefer the old sport one. Okay. Oh, fair enough, so. And that's the bloody model I want, the sport one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take any Tesla. Just give it to me at the cheapest price. Exactly. That's that's basically what I'm probably looking at. It's, it's I I do not want to. I don't want to be car poor. I don't want to spend too oh, much okay. money on a vehicle and live my life in car jail, basically making payments or whatever. So I'm like, how cheap can I get this Cybertruck? Okay. <laughs> it's not uncommon actually to see uh, the used market here. Uh, people don't buy new it's very rare mm-hmm. to see that so um yeah the biggest market here is the used market so what they need to do really for teslas to become popular is they need to flood their used market and that's not going to happen yeah. for a long time because they, you can they, they haven't even done that. Like that yeah i think most yes. people in the u.s do have used cars i mean obviously lots of people yeah. do buy new cars but i own a used car i, I bought it oh, used no you're um, wrong used yeah, no, no, especially when you get a good one that's mechanically sound and you know the history of it. Yeah. Um, but well, Tesla has not been embracing the used market at all. Uh, no. They they've been actively no. making it hard to get a used vehicle because when they Although, sell them yeah. used, they they put autopilot on it. Still get driving for three months if you order one before December thirty first. So that's an oh, incentive. Really? Oh, yeah, Elon yeah. tweeted, Elon tweeted about that earlier. Yeah, and, I didn't see uh, that. If you buy a used Tesla, you get full self-driving included. So that's a big incentive to go for used now. Yeah, but but the used price is more expensive. 
So instead that of allowing you to buy, dangerous. allowing you to buy a Tesla for probably around thirty thousand dollars now, yeah. uh, U.S. dollars, they're all around forty or forty-five because they have the Ooh. self-driving upgrade, and it's like, uh -huh. well, I might as well buy a new a new Tesla that yeah. you know is about forty-five thousand dollars without FSD. <laughs> that is a very good point. Yeah. See here, they're expensive. Here the sorry. Here, so go ahead. Here the Model Three. The base model is 430 kilometers, which isn't too bad because like that's good. That'll get most people by. Yeah. And, and that, that costs about 40k here. It's no, it's not 40k. It's 40. Well, no, no. It's 48,990 or something. It's basically 49,000. Yeah, and that's the price you pay for a nice SUV here as well. So it's really competitive in some aspects, wow. but they need to get it cheaper here. Yeah, yeah I think once Giga Berlin comes online, that'll really help because you guys, you guys are yeah. still in the EU, so you you'll yeah. you'll be able to not have a bunch of taxes and tariffs and all that fun stuff because that's that about your your price at forty nine thousand euros is about twenty thousand US dollars more than our starting Ooh. price for Model Three, and yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Here, the Model S starts at eighty nine grand. Yeah, we were looking at buying a Model S until we saw the price, and then we backed out. Man, that's <laughs> that's hybrid. thirty thousand US dollars more than it starts at here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And the Actually, is, you were talking about like, the Ford Mach-E recently on the mm -hmm. Talos of EV podcast. Uh, here's mm -hmm. a little story about how Ford batteries act up. Uh, okay. So we got a 2020, uh, 2020 uh, Ford Kuga uh, hybrid, which has a battery in it. And yep. I assume they'll use the same batteries for the hybrids as they do with the EVs. Uh, the batteries explode. They had to recall the cars. Yeah, so, that's the recall. Along with a couple of other EVs. So I'm not too confident in Fords with the whole thing. Now, they say they fixed it, but they don't have a good history with the, with the battery tech. Wow. When you plug it in, it explodes. It goes up on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no seven situation with single the, single uh, use vehicle you can drive it for the 420 <laughs> kilometers and then it just blows up we got a free 2021 model out of it but still it's not oh. ideal obviously yeah you're so, probably out without a car for a little while a good bit but yeah, yeah, yeah. not ideal here the they're pretty expensive that makes me think so the model y what does it start out in, start out in the u.s around okay. uh 49,000 US dollars, For which sure. is about 60,000 uh, euros. Yeah. Before the before Giga Berlin. So hopefully Giga Berlin will bring that down a bit. We don't actually have the option to order a Model Y yet. And we don't have the option to order a uh, pre-order or test the Cybertruck yet. So I have a guess that they're waiting for Berlin to come online okay. so they can yeah. start doing You guys are going to have the best Model Y, though. It's going to have the oh, best paint shop and stuff. the new heat. The, the new front end assembly that's out of two pieces instead of eight or whatever. It, it's going to be the best Model Y. And the Model 2, whenever that comes out in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. They need that'll, to add the power front, though. That's the one that will succeed here in Europe, the Model 2. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, the K, it'll, it'll compete with the Ford KA? Ka? Ka. What was that? <laughs> Ka. Ka. Funny name. I just never heard that name before. That's funny. <laughs> Ka. <laughs> Sounds like what a bird says. Ka, Ka, Ka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the strangest of car names here, but yeah, yeah it's good though. So it is. It works. <laughs> it works. Like, 
the Mondeo here, I think, is fusion for you guys. Mm. Yeah, they have different. I know what that is. Yeah, a little fusion. Let's see, we call it Mondeo. So I'm like, why do they need to have different names? <laughs> keep because, up you know, name. reasons. It's like, the, it's like the canon naming scheme. They always use a different naming scheme over here than they, what they do in America. I kind of mm. prefer what they do over in America. But then again, it's easier to re- know here because the lower the number, like the less zeros, the better the camera. Oh, yeah, you guys, the Canon, they call it T6i and all that, but the T6i yeah. over here is the 750D. <laughs> so, so that's, that's then, very confusing. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, that's, so, like, that's like Apple calling AirPods Max, AirPods Max in the US, but calling the iPhone 10 AirPods Max. Yeah. Like, there, was, um, there was a rumor going out that uh, AirPods Pro 2 will get two sizes, so people were making the joke, that. we'll have AirPods uh, Pro Max. Mini. <laughs> oh my god, they wouldn't. Yeah, that's going to happen. Why AirPods Pro two Max and AirPods Pro Mani, Mini. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I'm going to be so messed up if they do that. How's Max It's saying? already messed up. Um, I love MagSafe. Uh, my MagSafe Duo charger is not reachable at the moment, um, but it's pretty nice. I use it every night. I mean, for me, I never really cared how I charged my phone. Uh, you know, I, for a while there, I was doing fast charging and not charging it at night. Um, so I did care a little bit then, but more recently, past year or so, I've just been since I've now been home. Um, I just charge it at night, and I don't really care. So. Yeah, it's more convenient than a plug for sure because you just kind of slap it on and it, and then boom, and it's just connected and charging. Um, Apple Watch charger is nice to kind of all have integrated into one plug. It should have been USB C though, uh, because USB C is the future. And I'm sitting here, went on a little trip, and all I would have, all I would have had to bring. Uh, of course, I don't have one right next to me, uh, but I have those little uh, Anchor USB C chargers, which are the same size as these five watt bricks. And I know you guys have a different connector uh, for your walls, but like this is about as compact as they can come in the U.S. And a little five watt brick was just perfect. And it's sad that it wasn't USB-C. That's the fast charger for UK folks. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty thick. That's, I, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's what came in the iPhone 12 11. boxes or 11 boxes before. Yeah, before they got, <laughs> before they got rid of them. You don't do that. <laughs> I actually have. Um, Apple Watch. Okay, I'm not gonna plug it out because it's behind my bed and that'd be paying the ass get back in. But the original Apple Watch came with the same plug except a little bit thinner. This one. Okay. Interesting. So for five watts. Huh. Yeah. I actually am still using an iPhone 10, so why uses this? It's got for 15 uh-huh. yards a nine volts wireless charging uh, stand. Of course, it has a light on it because I couldn't get one without one. But you know. Yeah. Lights up the room. Stupid. I, I got MagSafe because I reviewed the 12, and I really missed that fucking sound of the. Even the it stick. is, it is, it is pretty fun. Although I use, I use my yeah. phone muted all the time. I don't like it dinging or making noises, so I leave it muted. Yeah. But I wish there's a way you could just unmute that one sound and have it play that sound whenever it attaches to MagSafe because I don't like any of the other sounds, but that one sound is like. Yeah. Dum. See, that I have, is really cool. And I, I decided to keep the MagSafe, so now I'm using it with my 11 Pro Max. <laughs> oh! So I just, um, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> it still it's kind of still sticks. There you go. 
Just barely. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was, I tested this. It wasn't very scientific at all, but I had the charge on my desk, and do you want to still had the 12? I just got it, and like as if I was putting it down randomly during the day, and mm-hmm. did it multiple times. 50% of the time, I missed it with the 12. Yeah. 90%. I still missed it on the MagSafe Duo charger. And 90% of the time, I got it with this. And I was like, wait, what? It's probably a bigger surface area to touch. For some reason, the iPhone without the magnet got it 90% of the time. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) That kind of defeats the purpose. (laughs) I'm I'm actually looking at upgrading to the 11 Pro in January from my Mm -hmm. iPhone 10, which is still perfectly respectable phone. But that oh, ultra wide yes. camera is definitely tempting me away from it. And the midnight green is really nice, so I'm definitely going with that. I, I would recommend it in the silver. past, and I will still recommend the iPhone 11 Pro is probably yeah. still the best value phone you can buy today. It's the R11, and I prefer the premium builds and the extra yeah. camera. Oh, I, I I'm using yeah. the 12 mini, and I oh, have yeah. it in this, and I have it in this big chunk leather case because I cannot stand the aluminum. <laughs> and glass feeling of it it's just feels so cheap oh, and i'm used to premium phones i've had a premium phone oh, yeah. i think the last aluminum phone i had was the iphone 8 and oh, so it's been a long time ago since i've since i've used an aluminum phone and this is just it yeah, looks cheap. great though it looks I, good in the case and it's so small and compact and i love it and it's mm, nice little phone i had my phone in the case for a while and then it went and then it went on off on off the case or sometimes i switch between mm. multiple cases depending on how i'm feeling yeah. Wearing or whatever, then I decided to go caseless for a few months, and it was going perfectly mm-hmm. fine. And it did everything, like even you no know, lock the stone that you put on the ground for like backyard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like on the what's it called windowsill of the house, and mm-hmm. it spit and fell face flat on the lock and it was okay. Okay, a couple, a few months later, I'm in the kitchen talking to my parents. I have it in my tracksuit bottoms. And it slides out, falls on the floor, and that happened to it. Ouch! Oh! And then days later, this happened to it. I don't know. If oh! Yeah, it's it's not good. He sent a picture in in when it happened, and it wasn't pretty. I think. Okay, I, think... I took my iPhone 10 out of the case. I blamed the dog for this. But I was unwrapping wired headphones before I got Uh-oh. wireless, and uh, I had the phone in my pop in my hand. The phone slips and it shatters the entire back. Mm. Funny enough, I got the whole back glass replaced on my iPhone 10 for oh, 50 euro. Third party. Did you have to do it yourself? Uh, no, I got a third party shop to do it, but they okay. chipped off all the glass and they put a new one on. That's now great. it looks like something was gone. Yeah. You normally have the FCC labels on it, but they used an American one, so I don't even have those anymore. Oh, nice. The nice Very thing is. You don't see the FCC labels because the green kind of hides it a bit with the black of the labels. But yeah. I priced the, fi- the price for this. The back <laughs> with third part was only uh-huh. 180 so that wasn't too bad. Yeah. But the front is the yeah. exact same price as with Apple. So I'm like, yeah. that's over 500 euro. And I want to get the battery replaced in this because it's at 85% health. That's over 600 mm. euro. I may as well just wait till next year and buy a new phone at this point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My battery has still uh, so it is, whatever the reason. Yeah. I was really close to getting a German uh, iPhone 12 because you guys, they didn't, 
the German model, one of my oh, yeah. friends in Germany, did was like, oh, we don't have the uh, 5G uh, millimeter wave antenna band. I really do not like this little antenna hole. It just it just breaks I up the design of the phone. I know it looks like a little Apple pencil thing. And so I was close to to having her buy a German uh, German phone and just use it here in the oh, U.S. Yeah. But then I saw a, a, a YouTube reviewer and it, there was a bunch of like, I don't, yeah, just like, and I was just like, okay, well if that's even worse. <laughs> if you get the silver model, it is so obvious that they're there because they just stick out like a sore thumb. I don't. And know. they have to have it on that for, by law. They can't just have it in software. They have to have it in software and they have to have it on the phone. Stupid EU. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even this has then on the bottom of the gimbal here. And really? everything, everything you buy has to have FCC labels on it here. Like, That's even on my MacBook here, it has the like one. Sorry, you're going to see my bed there. <laughs> there it has the like design by Apple in California, the serial number, all that, and then the FCC labels on the bottom of the device. It's like, what's the point of them being there? <laughs> yeah, if they're everywhere, so can't we just get rid of them? Yeah, that would be very nice. If you can just store them, in, like it's saving ink, so technically you're saving the environment. <laughs> Apple wants to be carbon neutral. Lisa's still standing on the roof till you make your move. Poor Lisa. Someone go send a rope to Lisa. She needs to get down. My so goodness. That's where the Apple Lisa went. Oh my god, it's so. Weird. <laughs> we're finished 2020, basically. So now we're only six months away from WWDC 21. <laughs> That's actually kind of an exciting thought, although you I'm forgot, not sure if the world will last till 2021, given this current rate. You forgot that 2020 is the trial run, then there's 2021, which is the first iteration of the game, and then 2022, 2023. Yep. Oh yeah, it's the 2020, all... everyone's like, 2020 was a terrible year, and I'm like, no, this was just the prologue to the to the <laughs> bad, the decade of bad years. 2020 one is when we start act one of bad years and that'll go um, for a couple years and then... <laughs> i'm just a pessimist by nature so hopefully it's better and all you can be excited about it being better but i'm just like no I it's mean, just gonna get worse <laughs> in the prologue we uh, in the prologue youtube went down for a couple of hours so maybe that was a sign of things to come you know all honestly maybe the sense. world would be better if youtube went down for permanently <laughs> we all might get outside and get to know each other not hate each other so much <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that's so the full time YouTuber. But then Twitter yeah. still exists, so the hating will still be a thing. Yeah, if we could no, just get rid of all of big tech. Seconds, uh, Twitter videos. If I was king of the world for like one week, I'd, I'd just get rid of all of social media YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Just like we're just going to all take a one week break, go outside, <laughs> enjoy life. Just remember what life is without it. Everyone's going to hate me. But after that week's over, about <laughs> half the people are going to be like, wow, that was really nice. I should do this more often. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I actually went to Italy. Italy. That or everybody oh, would be like, oh, my God, I'm dying. <laughs> Give me <laughs> the pack. You think it would be it's difficult? Exactly I actually went to Italy last summer. Knowing mm. about a point-and-shoot camera as my camera. Like a point-and-shoot from 10 years old. That's 10 wow. years old. So I went there without a phone. Wow. Yeah, I actually had a really good time because I wasn't stuck That's in the phone awesome. all the time. Because whenever I go take a picture, I always check my phone for Twitter. I always check Instagram. I always check whatever. Yeah. It's a big spiraling mess. You see, when I go over there, because my dad's side, the family's the Italian side. So first of all, all my cousins go over. Oh, that side, the family always goes over. So have them. But where we stay is in the mountains. So the, mm-hmm. cell, the coverage there is pure beep 
<laughs> so I basically get disconnected from the internet over there <laughs> until we go down the map. And then you have decent 3G. C5G is useless. <laughs> well, you could get do your you guys own 5G have 4G LTE out there? Oh, we do. It's just that what the, the coverage isn't great. Like right now, my phone, for some reason, oh, it's connected to Wi-Fi now, but it wasn't earlier and it was on 3G. And I'm just like, wow. you really only get stable 4G in the cities. Wow. Yeah, I... I'm that's, actually, um, that's fascinating. I'm actually working off my end. I'm actually working off my hotspot at the moment. I have a limit. I have an unlimited data plan with calls and texts for mm-hmm. uh, 10 euros a month with wow. 4G. And yeah, they're hopefully adding 5G in the coming year. So I can't use it. But it's nice to know that for 10 euros a month, I'll have a 5G plan. And we, we still that's have a contract. Limited. Yeah. We still have bill paid so. Oh, yeah, you still have to pay contracts. But this is a prepaid plan as well. So I'm not bound by contract. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mine's yeah, prepaid. I pay full price for this phone. <laughs> Over here, <laughs> that was, what was it? 1449 euros. Yeah. Wow. The iPhone 10 cost 1079 here. It cost 999 in America. Yeah. Wow. The max is 1670 something. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> the Mac Mini actually costs about 819 euros. The okay. M1 Mac Mini. Yeah, and the MacBook Air costs uh, 1,000 euros, so... I think it's 1,200. Oh, wow, it's even more expensive than I thought. Yeah, the base... I think it's 1,000 US dollars, so I'd expect it to be a little bit yeah. more with tariffs and whatnot. Yeah. The Mac... I didn't think it was that expensive. Of course, you have the display and everything. Oh, no. Yeah. It's 1,110 and 60 cents. Oh. Since they did this tax reduction thing, all the prices went all wonky. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you guys have been naming some really weird prices. <laughs> how is it? How is it to live like that? Like I couldn't imagine having to remember all of these extra numbers. I can never afford anything because I'm always ten cents short. That's how it is. Lol. It's trying to calculate things. It's not just like yeah. ninety-nine or something. It makes yeah. budgeting really difficult because yeah. You have to be always a regular. It's always one euros and ninety nine cents. It's never just two euros. No, you have to add the ninety nine cent. And they got rid of the one cent coins, so they can technically charge you two euros. Two euros. Oh my gosh. They got rid of one cent coins. When? Yeah, they got rid of the one cent coins. They took them out of circulation uh, just there two years ago. A oh. lot. And then they brought in a bunch of new new designs on the notes that you can't rip. Okay. So you see, we used so we used to have one cent coins. Then we have two cent, five cent, ten cent, twenty cent, fifty cent, one euro, two euro, five euro note, ten euro note, twenty euro note, fifty euro note, hundred euro note, five hundred euro note. Oh, and a two hundred euro note. Wow. <laughs> I, Do you guys have a one euro, euro note, notes. or are those only in coins? Coins. Okay. Yeah, we only have coins for that. Which, yeah, I've only. I only held the 200 euro note once and it wasn't as great as you think it is. <laughs> I don't and know. then they took the 500 euro ones out of circulation just there two years ago. Oh, really? Huh. I didn't they, know. Yeah, they took them out of circulation. Why is this on news? Because um, they, were being used by, they were being used in crime to like pay big money. So uh-huh. they okay. took them out of circulation. The most forged banknotes were 500 euro ones, actually. Really? Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. 
I remember we found what was it in Italy as with my cousins it was years ago and we found some kind of I forget how big it was but it was someone one of the hundreds notes on the ground just lying up. <laughs> <laughs> like oh <Yeah>. okay <laughs> when i was working in the postal system actually i found uh i found a roll uh because we have the machines and you have to clean out the machines every so often because they get clogged and uh you often you'd find money and you'd find uh jewelry i found pandora jewelry just there uh, a couple wow. of weeks ago but um <laughs> i found a roll about a thick roll of 100 euro notes just stuck in the machine of course wow. we have to hand them in and stuff but uh yeah yeah, I found I found plenty of one for all gift vouchers that weren't gift vouchers that just didn't have a card in them. They were stuck in the machine. Weird. Huh. I wonder where that went. <laughs> Poor <laughs> person. It was before <laughs> we got to it. So Yeah. That's where it went. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been a great show. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate oh, wow. it. I didn't know the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been so good. I lost track of time as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, you said you only had an hour and a half. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I, I make an exception here. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Uh, thanks a million <laughs> for coming on, anyways. Thanks for coming. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug before uh, we finish off? Um, I guess I have a Twitter, uh, Nikki Ann Sweeney, um, A-N-S-U-I-N-I, N-I-C. I said that backwards, but you guys can figure it out. <laughs> we'll have it all in the, the show notes anyways. Links yeah, to the channels it. and the yeah, podcasts well. and all that. Oh, you better not link them all. That would be a very, very long <laughs> list. I don't even think I have a list of all of the links. <laughs> I'll be going backwards on what you um, what was you recommended earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, Keep it simple. simple. Oh, yeah, sure. Don't don't plug everything. <laughs> all right. Yes. So that's thank you very much for listening to this episode of Tech and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>